The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. Join us today is our good friend Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Larry, how are you? I'm doing well, Monty. We survived another winter, so uh, spring is sprung, and I'm I'm ready for it. All right. Well, um, MTSU last night they beat uh, Boston University seventy six forty eight. They're now in the semifinals of the CBI, and they will face Abilene Christian uh, this evening. Uh, Tafel Leonard, a freshman. Uh, led four players in double figures with 14 points. So uh, it's a good sign. The Blue Raiders are, in, are interested in, still interested in playing. A lot of times you go to these tournaments, you're not. But MTSU trying to build off the success it's had this year and have been doing so without its leading scorer. If you remember, Josh Jefferson uh, has not played since uh, before the Conference USA tournament, and they're still winning. So, Larry, um. It's not where they want to be, but at least they're still playing some hoops. I think it's great, Monty. I'm I'm all for it. Uh, 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 every every bit of exposure they get is, is good exposure this time of year. And and the the Blue Raiders are still standing and still playing while a lot of other teams are are sitting home watching. So uh, so good for them. I'm happy for them. I've always always been a, a fan of the program going back to our the, the great Jimmy Earl days, and I'm still a fan of the program. And as you know, Monty, they hit a hit a slump. Uh, in, in recent years, but they're, they're clearly on their way back, and and good for them. I'll, I'll be pulling for them. I'd like I'd like to see them uh, win the whole thing. The um, I was thinking this week, back uh, or last week when St. Peter's was beating Kentucky, they were putting the final touches on that. Remember when I was a student, and um, we went to the Kentucky game and spoiled the the whole party for the state of Kentucky because waiting in the wings was Louisville. There was only 48 teams in the tournament back then, and uh, Louisville got the bye, so they were going to play the winner. So the NCAA had it set up perfect. MTSU was full of that party, and certain things I remember. I remember about everything about that game, but just other little things around it. I remember they asked Ramrod Simpson something. He goes, well, we had to win the game. He goes, I didn't have a ticket for Saturdays. So, you know, 
that's that's around Rod. I, I can remember Marty. I was working in the office at the sports department that night. I, I got stuck in the office, and one of our sports writers named John Pitts. You probably remember Pitts. He he worked on the sidelines at MTSU before he joined the Tennessee Sports Department. And Pitts was covering the, uh, the, the 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 Middle Kentucky game. And when he called in, with we, we saw the the score move on the wire, so we knew what had happened. But when Pitts called in, he was almost so excited he, he couldn't dictate the story. But uh, <laughs> no, that was that was a high a high water mark, if not not the high water mark for 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 middle. And give give Coach Earl, my buddy Coach Earl, a lot of credit. I, as you know, Marty, he he built the helped build that foundation. So yeah, he was oh, great, great great times, and hopefully there's some more like them uh, in the future. And you know, another couple interesting twists in that. Two um, middle finished third in the OVC that year in the regular season, and the tournament was at Western Kentucky, and middle hit a um, uh, shot at the buzzer to beat Murray State in the semifinals, and then they played Western in the finals, and I think beat them like fifty-two to fifty, something like that, and it was Western's last game in the OVC. So it, <laughs> funny, funny story along that line, Monty, about <clears throat> playing basketball at Western Kentucky. We were having lunch one day, and uh, and uh, Coach Earl, Jimmy Earl, was was there, and Connie Inman, who coached at Tech, as you know, uh, but, and they they had some great rivalries back then. But anyway, they were in OVC, and they were talking about some some great games they played. And uh, Coach Earl said was talking about a game that Middle played at Western one night, and he said it was late, uh, the final, going down to the last minute or so, and the game was the score was tied, and we went to the free throw line to shoot to to, to shoot two shots, and Connie interrupted him and said, "You shot a free throw at Western." <laughs> <laughs> Western didn't get didn't get a whole lot of fouls called on them in that in that in that arena. Yeah, if you won there, you really won there. <laughs> that's what Connie said. <laughs> you shot a free throw at Western Kentucky. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, a great line. But anyway, um, and you know, like I said, that win against Kentucky it was their first one, and you know, the one against the victory over Michigan State with Kermit five years ago. You know, I mean, my gosh, that was one of the greatest upsets of all time. But you know, there's still something about that first one. You know. Yeah. That. Uh, like I say, that those are those are fun fun games to remember, and uh, and and hopefully Monty, the program is on the way back to to, to get some more of them. But again, uh, like I say, they're still playing now. Uh, some somebody might might poo poo the you know the the college invitational just like they do the NIT. But I remember Monty, I was the Vandy beat writer the year that Eddie Fogler's team won the NIT, and it was a big deal. Played got to play two games, uh, the semifinals and the finals in Madison Square Garden, and uh, man, it was a big deal. The Vanderbilt fans were were waiting on the team at the airport when they came in about uh, two o'clock in the morning, and it was a, a really really big deal. And as I say, they they were still playing while a lot while a lot of other teams were sitting home or were, were home watching on TV. So. So good for the Blue Raiders. Uh, it's uh, I, like I say, I, I hope they win the whole thing. You know, that struck me funny you just bring that up because I was going to bring it up in a minute. Um, I remember you wrote a column about the Commodores and saying uh, winning the NIT. It, you, you, it basically said in winning the NIT doesn't mean they're number 65 by any stretch. It was a big deal. 
No, of course not. And everybody knows once you, you and I and your listeners know that the, the best 65 teams are not in the NCAA tournament. And again, I, I don't have any problems letting the you know small conference champions in. Uh, frankly, I, I, I'd like to open it up even more and give, give everybody maybe a, a first-round chance. But anyway, the point is, uh, you know, there's nothing to, to hang your head about about uh, being in the in the NIT if you can't, uh, or, or the, the college invitational if you can't make the big dance, go to the the small dance. And uh, and a lot of times the girls are just as pretty at the small dance as they are at the big dance. So uh, I'm I'm all for it. You know, and of course you you always want to go to the NCAA tournament. But I will say this: the year um, one year middle got upset in the OVC tournament and went to the NIT. That that five six day stretch, however long it lasted, was some of the most fun basketball ever played here. They beat they beat Tennessee at home, they beat Georgia at home, and they lost in a wild one to Boston College that kept them going for the to the final four. And um, that place was packed every night. And I had I had a friend of mine. He said, and, you know, around here, I don't think MTSU playing in the tournament doesn't resonate. Oh, y'all get to play with them big guys? But they were like, "You, this is SEC country. We know that. Y'all beat Tennessee and Georgia? I didn't realize that. I didn't realize MTSU was that good. So I think it resonated more with people that, you know, didn't really follow middle. They were like, wow, they beat two SEC teams. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of the, the, the point and the purpose, Monty, particularly for a team that's been down and is trying to, to rebuild like, like MTSU. Uh, it, you know, it, it, they need everything positive going for them that they can get, and, and being in a postseason tournament of any kind is positive. And, you know, let, let's be honest, if, if Kentucky or, or, or UT or Auburn uh, went to the NIT or, or, or the College Basketball Invitational, it would be a downer. Because you know they've got the talent to shoot higher, and they should have shot shot higher. Those are you know it's just inexplicable how to have why they're still not playing. But anyway, the point is, it would, the NIT would be a downer for them, but it's a big plus for for other schools like Middle who are struggling to to to, to you know climb out and get get back to to the top, and hopefully someday, eventually, not too far away, they'll be be you know be playing for the NCAA. But meanwhile. This is positive exposure for the program, for the for the team. It boosts the morale and the confidence of the players. It helps the coaches. And I'm sure it helps recruiting. And so it's it's everything is positive about it. I don't see a downside to to continuing to play and whatever the tournament is. We're joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. Uh, We'll take a break and be right back. If you want to get some barbecue, I'll tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. We got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. 
Slick Pig. A Murfreesboro tradition. 1920 East Main. Seems like everyone's keeping it local these days. Why not keep your finances local too? First Bank offers Middle Tennesseans a full array of financial products and services, just like the big guys, with better benefits. When local people help local people, the entire community wins. Let us turn your financial needs into financial solutions. Visit any of our convenient locations or find us online at firstbankonline.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody. Speaking of the uh, NIT, Larry, MTSU's women, uh, certainly accustomed to the big dance, but they've embraced the uh, WNIT. They beat Wake Forest 67-55 last night, setting up a rematch with Vanderbilt. Uh, That game will be played Thursday night at Murphy Center at 6.30 Back, it may have been Middle's first game of the year, or second game of the year, they beat Vanderbilt. So, certainly two different teams. So, a good local matchup there for those who follow the ladies. Yeah, they've got have, they've got a good program, obviously, and and have, have had for a long, long time. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's good to see them uh, continuing to play. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, Monty, uh, the Vanderbilt women lost me when they began kneeling during the national anthem. And... Uh, Somebody said what few hands, few fans they still had. They just ran them off. So uh, I don't have any sympathy with people to do stuff like that. So uh, I'm I'm pulling for the blue for the Raiderettes uh, 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 next game. All right. Well, we'll move on. Um... Not not to be not to be controversial, of course, Marty. You know I wouldn't do that. Never. <laughs> no, it's despicable what what they did and and what the other athletes did, college and pro. And I don't I don't have any any I don't want anything to do with them. Well, you're but, in the ma- ma- moving on. You're in the majority on that. That's for sure. Um, well, you mentioned some SEC teams. You know, Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn. Uh, all uh, none of them make the Sweet Sixteen. There's only one SEC team. Uh, left, and that's all Arkansas, and they've got to play Gonzaga. Um, and, you know, you never know what's going to happen in that setting, that NCAA tournament setting. But, you know, let's face it, uh, Rick Barnes has had a hard time getting out of that first or second round. 
um, with with the balls. I mean, he puts together a good team. But you know, they had scoring droughts all season. Um, but, but man, they were playing so well going into that tournament. Uh, but they caught a team that was playing competent as well, and so they get dismissed. And you know, we we talked about all year how great the SEC was, and here we go. We've only got one t- team left out of the SEC, and there's going to be six new coaches in the league next year. Yeah, Roger, the SEC was a flop in the tournament, let's be honest. Uh, and we're talking about expectations, and, and uh, the expectations were high for, for UT this year. A lot of people, frankly, including me, thought there could be a Final Four team and certainly a, an Elite Eight team. It was a, 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 a real real downer to finish the way they did. And, and like you say, Monty, they were an up-and-down team. Uh, uh, the, the up team won the SEC tournament, you know. But played played well, won the SEC tournament. Then the other other balls came out and got embarrassed. Uh, so uh, you know you just don't ever know which which team's going to show up. And same with Kentucky, you know. And 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 our, and and, uh, and Auburn. It's not just Tennessee that flopped. Uh, you know the, the the big all all the big three. The SEC's big three flopped. Uh, frankly, I, I thought Arkansas was you know on on down. Certainly not among the, the top three or four in the league, and yet they were still. They're the last team standing, and they're not going to be standing after after Thursday night. I think I think Gonzaga is probably going to win the national championship. But uh, anyway, give give Arkansas credit; they're still playing, and the rest of the SEC sitting home uh, watching on television. I think it's, it's been an interesting tournament. I think the, the basketball been kind of sloppy, and but but look at the look at the upsets. I, I was thinking the other day, and I'm too lazy to go back and figure it out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if half the the, the NCAA tournament games so far have, have been upsets. Uh, the, the, the lesser seeds winning the games, you know, certainly in the SEC uh, teams anyway. It'd, it'd be interesting to go back and research that. Somebody who's who's got more time to to, to spend on it than I do. But anyway, that makes for good good uh, for, for good uh, uh, viewership, fan interest. You know, if your your team's an underdog, it's got a, got a chance to win. That's what what it's all about. Well, there's a lot of um, storylines going into the round of Sweet 16. You know, you've got um, you you mentioned Gonzaga. I've got them in the championship game, but losing to Arizona. Um, you know, you, you wonder if uh, this is the year for Gonzaga. Uh, of course, you've got um, Mike Shashevsky's last year uh, coaching. Um, they they uh, have Texas Tech. That'll be a tough game. Um, and another interesting part of the bracket is um, Iowa State and um, um, Miami, an 11 seed and a 10 seed. And Iowa State, last week, they won two games in the NCAA tournament, and that is as many games as they won last year. Yeah, that's incredible. Somebody, I didn't realize this, I think they only won four games last year, didn't they? No, they won two. Oh, only two? Yeah, won two games. Oh, that's what, yeah, that's what you just said. I, I had, I saw that, on, I heard it briefly on TV, though, what a, what a turnaround it is. But, no, that's what makes the tournament fun, to those kind of, kind of games, and, and uh, as a, as far as the Final Four goes, Monty, as you know, if a team's good enough to get into the Final Four, it's good enough to win it. You don't get that far without some talent and being able to play. And the Final Four comes down to, to what teams got the hot hand on, on that particular night. And any of the, any of the Final Four is capable of winning. I, I just think from what I've seen of Gonzaga 
or Gonzaga, whichever you pronounce it. I call it Gonzaga. I, I think they've got the best combination of, of, of size and speed that I've seen. Just, just lightning quick and big and strong, inside, outside. Just, they're the complete team. And they're going to be probably one, one of four complete teams. So that's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be an interesting tournament. You know, and another team I think you got to watch now too is um, Kansas. Um, they have a knack for not making it as far as they should, but they're to the round of sixteen. And one of their best players, who has hardly played at all last year, is back, and that has really re-energized that team. So I think certainly they are in Arizona. Um, and then after that, you know, who knows? You know, you got UCLA back from last year. Uh, you've got Houston back from last year. They're still playing. So uh, there's a lot of capable teams in the, still left in the tournament. Yeah, it is. And, again, for, for, for those of us who, who pull for, for area teams, the, the, the shocker is that, uh, that uh, only one SEC team is still still alive, and uh, it's, it's not one that we, we expected to be there. But uh, what, as, as I'm to- often told, Monty, what do sports writers know? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was asking me the other day, hey, who should I pick here and there? I say, hey, I don't know why you're asking me. I never win those pools. So <laughs> yeah, People used to ask me well, to, to see my bracket, look at my bracket, so they could pick the other teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, that, that resumes Thursday. And um, the matchups are Arizona and Houston, uh, Michigan and Villanova. There's another team. Uh, Larry, that's there every year, uh, about as well coached as any team in the country, and um, they're just a steady program. Uh, which one, uh, Michigan or Villanova? Villanova. Uh, yeah, that's I was. That's what I was thinking of, Monty. I, I remember the year they won the national championship. They beat Georgetown in the national championship. And that was such a uh, – Jimmy Davey and I covered the game. I believe it was in Louisville. I, I think it was hosted in Louisville that year. And anyway, Villanova just came out, out of nowhere and upset uh, Georgetown. I can, I think the coach was Raleigh Massimino, I believe, was Villanova's coach. Yep. And he was so much fun to, you know, to interview and cover. He was loose and the you know, players were loose and having fun. That was a, one, one of the – one of the highlights that I can can remember in in, in the, covering the basketball tournaments over the years was Villanova's upset of Georgetown. And you know now you've got Jay Wright who won two national championships, and um, their teams just look the same every year. the The players are different, but uh, they play. I mean, they they's really got a good system going. We've got and, camp- good, and good kids too. That yep. year in and year out, you, you don't hear pick up the paper and read about Villanova's players being involved in something. It seems like they 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 have they they play good basketball with good kids. That's what I'd, I'd always liked about that program too. You know, going back, you know, twenty five or thirty years ago when 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 I, when I was covering them. Uh, we got Kansas and Providence again. Iowa State, Miami. Uh, Purdue and St. Peter's, uh, my buddy Andy Herzer, who joins us on the show, coached college basketball for 18 years. His cousin is the head coach at Purdue. I said, you better watch out for them peacocks, Andy. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember Jen, Jen Kitty, Katie, Katie yeah. uh, coached at Purdue. I think went from Western to Purdue. Again, an old man looking back on the old times, but when you, you mention some of these names like Purdue, I, I still remember Jen Katie coaching there and did a good job. Yeah, he did. And then another 
intriguing matchup of North Carolina and UCLA. I mean, there's uh, there's there's a lot of championships, a lot of W's anyway between them two. If you put brothers. up a marquee about NCAA basketball tournament, tournaments, those two names, Monty would probably be on it, wouldn't he? Yeah, without a doubt. So, it would be a fun week. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody. We'll take a break and be right back. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. Looking much better now over in Glenville on 840, coming out of Wilson County into Rutherford from that earlier crash. Traffic just busy where you would expect 24 coming in from Davidson County. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You had a day off in... Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Mr. Haney, Here on News Radio WGNS. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto. Together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee! Play up, bench, cold! Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win! Raiders win the championship! Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon as we come to you from Daytona Beach, Florida, where Middle Tennessee will play in the semifinals of the 2022 College Basketball Invitational. The uh, Blue Raiders last night got a 30-point victory over Boston University to run their record to 2-0 uh, here in the event. And 
25 and 10 overall. This year's Blue Raider team becomes only the sixth Middle Tennessee team to win 25 or more games in a season. And the Blue Raiders have picked up after an emotional Conference USA tournament loss to UAB to grab wins over California Baptist. And then last night, the 30-point victory over Boston U. Middle Tennessee was led in scoring by T. Leonard, who had 14 points and connected on three threes, which is a personal best. Also in double figures with 13 points last night was Donovan Sims. He also had six rebounds and six assists and was our built Ford Tough player of the game. DeAndre Dishman continued his outstanding play with a dozen points and six rebounds. Also, Elias King off the bench, 12 points on the night, including three threes. He also had an assist in the ball game, and the Blue Raiders uh, led at halftime 38 to 24, extended that lead immediately coming out of the halftime locker room and uh, ran uh, their record now to 25 and 10 with the 76-46 win over Boston U. The Blue Raiders will take on Abilene Christian tonight at uh, 8 o'clock or just after 8 o'clock. The game is televised on ESPNU, but you can hear it all right here on WGNS. Abilene Christian had a big win over Ohio University last Last night on Sunday afternoon, they uh, knocked off Troy in the first round of this event. They are very chaotic defensively, and that's what they hang their hat on. They're not the greatest offensive team in the world, but they try to force a lot of turnovers, and they've had, they've had success doing that here at the uh, CBI. So Middle Tennessee has to take care of the ball tonight if they're going to get a win over Abilene Christian and punch their ticket into tomorrow afternoon's championship round. But all of that is uh, on the line tonight as Middle and Abilene Christian. You'll hear the uh, pregame show starting at 7.45 tonight here on the Blue Raider Network. All right, women's basketball just as big. The Lady Raiders made it made their way to the third round of the WNIT for the third time in program history last night, defeating Wake Forest 67-65 in the Murphy Center. If uh, the Lady Raiders now 25 and 7 overall, they're 14 and 4 in Conference USA. They dominated the first three quarters of the contest, playing great defense and holding the Demon Deacons to just 30% from the field throughout the game and turning the Deeks over 17 times. Wake Forest made a late run in the fourth quarter, but the 23-point lead at the end of the third quarter was just too much to overcome. Middle Tennessee got whatever they wanted in the paint, allowing Anastasia Boldreva to go uh, go to work against the Demon Deacon forwards. Maleshka led with 18 points, while Boldreva had 12 points on 6 of 8 shooting, leading the team in rebounds with 6 and blocks with 4. Now, turn it around. Coming up Thursday night, it'll be Middle Tennessee and Vanderbilt in a backyard brawl. 6.30 p.m. Thursday night. Tickets are available now. You can order them online at GoBlueRaiders.com slash tickets. Need a huge, huge crowd Thursday night at the Murphy Center. All right, that's going to be it today from Daytona. Blue Raider basketball coming up tonight in the semifinals of the CBI. We'll talk to you later. Hey, hey, hey! 
Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods. And Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. If you're a small business owner, think about everything you need to help your business succeed. You need a plan, happy customers, steady cash flow, and an insurance agent that gets you. I'm State Farm Agent Deb Insel, and I run a small business too. I understand the unique needs of local business owners and will make it easy for you to choose the right protection at the right price. Because one thing you don't need is insurance stress. Call me, Agent Deb Insel, for your small business needs today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Larry Woody joining us today. Uh, Larry, the um, crazy season is amongst us in the NFL, and there's quarterbacks going everywhere, and People moving left, people moving right. I guess the the big news as far as the Titans is that the uh, Colts actually picked up Matt Ryan uh, yesterday in a trade. So everybody was wondering who was going to quarterback uh, the Colts. And I think anything over Carson Wentz last year was an upgrade for them, even though – Yeah, it has to be. And, and Matt Ryan, he's a well-traveled quarterback. But frankly, Monty, you know – what I remember about him, seeing him play, bouncing around, he seemed like a pretty good quarterback, pretty efficient quarterback. So uh, I guess he may be somebody the Titans will have to have to worry about this season. He will spend his career with Atlanta. Um, you know, been played in a Super Bowl. He's been pretty steady. Uh, he's not the typical quarterback that you have today. There's no athleticism. Well, you can't say he's not athletic. You got to be a good athlete to play the position but he's not going to take off and run against you i'll put it that way so he's no fran tarkenton no by no no stretch of course none of your listeners know who fran tarkenton was but he was a a pretty fast quarterback and he boy he he had the art of scrambling that's for sure He, he, he 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 invented scrambling the um but you know the Titans picked up a good tight end they um you know kind of started addressing their offensive line. Um, uh, they signed Robert Woods, a receiver, which I like. I mean, or they traded, and they, they, they didn't have to trade much to get him. But I don't know that he'll be much help to him maybe till, I You know, with these knee injuries now, you never know when somebody's coming back and not, you know. Bud Dupree got back pretty quickly for the Titans. But when you talk about a receiver – and he's a very good receiver coming off a, a knee. But at least in this situation, you know, they gave up a lot of, you know, they gave up a lot to get Julio Jones and really got nothing out of him. So at least here they gave up a, a, a draft choice, not even, I can't even remember what pick it was, uh, you know. So that might be a good gamble, better than, you know, um, the money they spent on Julio. Yeah, that's the thing, Monty. Julio Jones is a perfect example of why. You, you can't get too excited about players coming in, a, a named player like him. And frankly, I thought he was one of the best receivers in the league, but he's like me. He's getting a little old. He'd been banged up a little, and he just never he just never 
materialized and and, and, I, and I don't it wasn't his fault I'm not faulting him you can't help if you're when you get old and stove up but uh, the point being he, he came in with a lot of fanfare and it uh, and it, and he, he just was not able to live up to the hype so that's why I'm, I, I just don't get too excited when so-called big-name players come in I want, I want to see them out on the field before we get too too worked up about them and then Marcus Mariota um lands in Atlanta presumably will be their starting quarterback interesting Arthur Smith the head coach there so he knows about uh, Marcus Mariota so you know that Mariota is one of those guys I think most people pull for you know it didn't work out in Tennessee but uh he was a great great guy um so I wish him well I, I do too Marty he was a super guy and uh, and and tried as hard as he could. In fact, sometimes he might have tried too hard. As you know, he'd try to keep he'd squirming or trying to trying to get an extra yard or two and leave himself open for some hits. And and, and I know it sounds strange to say, screwy to say, but sometimes he he he, he tried too hard. If that makes any sense. But a, a super guy, and uh, you know he could he could have made an awfully good living. He could have been a, a multimillionaire for standing on the sidelines on Sunday holding a clipboard. But obviously, those guys want to play. They don't want to. They don't want to, to stand, be an observer. So um, good, good for for uh, for uh, for him. I hope Mariota has a has a good career. Good guy. You know, I tell you, you get to the free agency stuff. Everybody's saying, "Go get this guy." Why don't you get this guy? Well, you know, you've got the salary cap, and you about have to hire somebody who's just a a, a math whiz. To know, okay, can we afford this guy or not afford this guy? Do we got to cut two people to sign this guy? It's, it's a, uh, it's, it's more than just saying, hey, let's go get this guy. And I've never understood the salary cap, Monty. I, I, I'll freely admit it. I, I don't understand how it works. You know, they can they can move money around and 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 change money and change deals and and uh, and delayed delayed payments and that kind of stuff. I, I have no idea how the salary cap works but obviously there, there's ways to get around it because every team gets around it every year but uh, but again I, if you need somebody to explain the salary cap well you have to call larry schmitto <laughs> because I, I don't know i have no clue so i, I don't either schmitto's tried to explain it to me before at our, our monday breakfast and uh, I, I i'm not sure he knows any more than i do but he claims to he sells it anyway, doesn't he? <laughs> he, he talks a he talks a, a, a good game. Hey, he's the local PT PT Barnum, hasn't he been over the years? <laughs> uh, particularly when he was with the Sounds, so and, and the making Sounds. an absolute fortune and with his bowling uh, bowling uh, houses, as he calls them. He's got a, a big one in Murfreesboro, Monty, in your backyard. It's a uh, it's, it's a, like a warehouse out there. It's a, it's a monster. I think that's one of seventeen that he owns in four in, in uh, four states around. So uh, made, made a, a a fortune in, in minor league baseball. Is making an even bigger fortune in bowling. Like like Smitho said, the, the, Monty, the advantage of bowling over baseball is you don't hit the ball over the fence, and there's no rainouts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Speaking of baseball, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take our final break and uh, we'll be right back and talk a little baseball.
in retirement, it's all about income, your money, making money, and you're not spending down your principal. That's the way we do it at Retirement Income Solutions. So if you're spending down your principal or your money's not making money, keeping you ahead of inflation, check us out today at risolutions.net, risolutions.net. And make sure to join us Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1 for Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter. Good afternoon. Looking much better now over in Gladeville on 840 coming out of Wilson County into Rutherford from that earlier crash. Traffic just busy where you would expect 24 coming in from Davidson County. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. You can order Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza online. SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. Hello friends, Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up, it really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved one's funeral saying, it would have been a financial hardship had we not. Let me help you pre-plan. Call me at 615-893-2422. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. All right, baseball, uh, they, they're they going to play the 162 games. A lot of changes uh, this year. And, of course, you know, the, the baseball purist has long been booted out of the way, but... Um, there will be a universal DH this year, whereas in the past, you know, the AL had the 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 uh, designated hitter, the N the NL did not. So, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I'm not enough of a baseball fan to know, but I, I was part of our breakfast crowd, our Monday morning breakfast crowd, Monty includes George Plaster, the the, the radio host here in Nashville. <clears throat> Excuse me, and, and Plaster's a big Atlanta Braves fan. And, of course, Smitho knows more about baseball than everybody else in Nashville combined. Uh, I, I think, I, I'm not sure they like it, but I think they were, were, were resigned to it happening. Schmitto said it was had been only a matter of time till it was the DH was universal. So I, I don't know that they really have a had an opinion. You know, good good bad either way. It was like I say, Monty. Their their, their take on it was it was going to happen, and it's eventually, and it's finally here. One thing they got a rid of that I liked um, the past couple years um, when a game went extra innings, you whoever made the last out would start out on second base. Now, they do that in softball, international 
tiebreaker rule. I hated that. I hated that rule. I'm glad they got rid of that one. Yeah, and I, I never understood it anyway. I, I didn't understand what the, what the purpose was to do. It just seemed seemed too too gimmicky to me. But again, I, I'm 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 not a I'm not a baseball person. I don't know the you know all, all the stuff. I I'm still trying to figure out why they use an X to designate a strikeout on the score scorecard. So uh, so I, I'm I'm no baseball expert, but I but I, I do I have breakfast every Monday with people who are Plaster and Schmitto, and then some of the other other people that, uh, that know know that Skip Nipper, local historian. So it it's I just sat back, Monty, and listened to them talk. <laughs> learn a little bit then, huh? Uh, try try to learn a little bit. <laughs> um try to think of what else they're doing this year. They're um the players are wearing advertising patches on their uniforms. So Yeah, they they need to make a few more dollars to squeeze by. Well, somebody the other day signed a contract for a hundred and sixty million. So uh now I'm, I'm sure with the price of gas and groceries going up, those, those poor major leaguers they need to 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 make every every penny they can. So you know they're, they're turning into NASCAR drivers. NASCAR drivers started doing that 50 years ago, and people used to make fun of them putting advertisements and logos on their uniforms. And now every pro sport does it. Uh, PGA golfers they wear their sponsors' caps and shirts, and all even colleges they have the the Nike swoosh and the different sponsors on, on their shirts, even pro and pro and amateur and NFL's done it for years with the different sponsors. So uh, it's only a matter of time till baseball started and all those sports that used to make fun at NASCAR for doing it 50 years ago. Now they're doing it. NASCAR was just ahead of its time. That's right. And we'll talk a little NASCAR here in a minute. Uh, they also went, um, they increased the, postseason in baseball uh there'll be 12 teams instead of 10 now and where they did that one game play the winner take all game those are now be best out of three so they're getting more postseason in obviously more revenue for the owners in that situation and you know football's increased it hockey's got a bunch basketball's got a bunch i guess it was just a matter of time before you know, baseball followed the same path. And like everything else, Monty, it's all about the money. The more markets, the more teams you can keep alive, and the longer they can stay in, the, in contention, the more media markets are involved, and more more fans, uh, you know, TV markets are involved. So, you know, that, that's what it's all about. Every time you expand a, a playoff field, uh, you get more more markets and more people involved, and you make more money. Okay, we'll switch uh, to NASCAR road course this week. No, I'm sorry, Marty, you faded out. Are they on a road course this week? Uh, it, it, yeah, it's a, a road course in uh, in Austin, Texas, and uh, it's it'll be the sixth race of the season. It, it, I think, Monty, so far the first five races have been the most exciting start to the season, and in the the 50 years I've been following NASCAR, covering NASCAR. Every, uh, four and a half of the five races have been absolute thrillers. Uh, the week before last, uh, the first half of the Phoenix race was boring, but business picked up the second half, and they've had five just, just nail-biter nail finishes, just super finishes. As I say, the competition has been the most exciting, uh, the closest and the most dramatic and the most exciting at, to, to this point, I think, Monty, in the, in the history of the sport. Are there is there a driver, two, three, four, whatever, that 
that suits uh that road courses suit better i mean you know is there's somebody out there that that does real well on those type of courses well, well, Chase Elliott. There, there, yeah, there's four or five. Chase Elliott is a good re- road course racer, and well, he's a good racer. Period. Uh, frankly, Monty, uh, most of the most of the NASCAR drivers, they are so good and so talented. It doesn't matter whether they're running the circles or, or weaving their way around the road course. Uh, a race driver is a race driver. Uh, in the old days, there used to be a they, they, teams would bring in a few ringers. Like a, I remember, a boy said was a, a really talented road course driver and some teams would bring those guys in but but basically the the round track guys can adjust to to road courses and uh and I, I don't know that anybody has a really really great advantage as i say chase elliott kind of comes to mind when you you talk about guys who, who have been successful on road courses but then on the other hand you look at it and 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 the, and the same guys have been pretty successful on round courses too uh so uh, Kyle Larson's another one. Kyle's Kyle's done really well on road courses, but he's also done really well on on round tracks, running in circles. So I, I, don't, I don't think Monty any any driver has a real real clear cut advantage on a road course over a, over a circle track. Um, well, Elliot um, leading her in points right now. Of course, it's a long way to go. Obviously, Joey Logano second, Chase Briscoe. William Byron and Kurt Busch, a couple rookies in there. Yeah, yeah, young drivers coming up, and I think that's one thing, Monty, that's made it so interesting and intriguing. We're, we're seeing some fresh faces up front. And, I, again, I'm not smart enough <clears throat> to know what the, the reason is. NASCAR keeps uh, talking about its next-gen car, the new car that it uh, that it rolled out this year, how it's it's increased, uh, the comp- made the competition uh, better and more parity and, and level it out and got more more drivers running up front i don't know if it's uh, the next gen car or if it's the drivers that are suddenly starting to drive like the the old gen drivers used to back in in my era uh frankly i think it's more of the more of the former i think the drivers are, are driving harder than, than they have been maybe in some years past for whatever reasons and then maybe the car does have something to do with it maybe it's leveled the, the competition a little and put put more emphasis uh in 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 the in the in the man more than maybe the the, the machine in other words the, the driver has to perform more than than maybe in the past when he, if you had a fast car you could win races and now you need a fast car and, and being able to drive the thing all right, Larry, good to catch up with you. Um, enjoy your week, and we'll talk to you soon. Same to you, Monty. Always enjoy it. That's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. Andy Herger joins me tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.